This is Global Tennessee, news analysis and commentary from the Tennessee World Affairs Council in Nashville. Global Tennessee is produced in association with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The World Affairs Council is a nonpartisan, nonprofit educational association, and the views expressed on Global Tennessee are those of the participants. Welcome to Global Tennessee, coming to you from Nashville. I'm Pat Ryan. Today, our inaugural podcast is where we'll talk about our hometown, our home state, and the international developments that are important to our communities. Thanks for listening. Global Tennessee is a project of the World Affairs Council, an independent, nonpartisan educational organization that brings programs and resources so that people can know the world. The podcast is produced in association with Belmont University's Center for International Business and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. This is our roundtable segment where our regular co-hosts and occasional guests will contribute to discussions of news, analysis, and commentary about global issues. Our aim will be to inform you about important issues, trends, and opportunities. With me today are co-hosts Professor Jeff Overby, Director of Belmont Center for International Business, and Lori Odom, Vice President of International Business and Director of the International Business Council at the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. In our closing segment today, called The Conversation, we'll talk with World Affairs Council Chairman Jim Shepard. Jeff, Lori, thanks for being part of the Global Tennessee Project. Great. Glad to be here, Pat. Thank you. The roundtable will usually jump right into the news, but today we're going to use this time to introduce you to the World Affairs Council and some of the people who make it go. The Council is fortunate to have two community leaders like Jeff and Lori as members of the Board of Directors. Jeff, uh, you wear many hats uh, among Belmont, the World Affairs Council, and other nonprofit volunteer work. Why don't you tell us about some uh, some of those things and your professional path, and how you became so involved in uh, community service? Yes, I direct the Center for International Business uh, at Belmont. I've been here 13 years, and um, have been so amazed to see the globalization, internationalization of, of Nashville and all of the different communities and organizations in the community who are involved in international business, cultural um, activities. And uh, uh, aside from the center and from the World Affairs Council, I also serve on the uh, the board of Sister Cities of Nashville and um, a number of other organizations. But um, but, but Nashville's an amazing place. It's a a very strong international uh, community here. And before uh, before Belmont, uh, what what uh, was your path to, to get to become the director of the Center for International Business? Uh, I was a uh, professor prior to here at Florida State, and then um, prior to that um, in Knoxville at, at University of Tennessee. But prior to that was in industry, and I was the European manager for a, a company called Entergy Corporation, um, and doing most of my work in, in Western Europe. Um, but through all those experiences, I was actually a language major. If you go all the way back to undergrad, uh, some something, some spark was lit the first time I heard. Uh, I took a foreign language class, and from then on, uh, I was interested in the world and uh, everything about everything going on, uh, not just in Europe but in, in various regions of the world, and uh, both from an industry perspective, but also from an academic perspective, and now a community perspective. So uh, it's it's. It's always been a passion of mine. So you bring not just uh, academic uh, skills, but also practical business uh, experience. Yes, yes. Great. 
Lori, you, you've had a very impressive resume of work in Nashville and economic development and improving the international business environment. Why don't you tell us uh, some of that? Sure. So, Pat, I came to international business through service and state government. So prior to joining the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce, I worked for our state's Department of Economic and Community Development. And for those of you who might be listening and aren't familiar with the work of the Department of Economic and Community Development, they're really tasked with creating jobs, with expanding companies that are here, with uh, helping companies learn how to export. They're, they're tasked from a, a governmental standpoint with the economic health of the state. They've had international uh, offices. They've had people focused on international business really since the late 70s with the start of Nissan entering our market in Tennessee. There were already investments, European investments in Middle Tennessee, some Japanese investments in West Tennessee and also Middle Tennessee. But Nissan's investment, the largest ever Japanese investment outside of Japan, landing in Smyrna, Tennessee, really changed changed the role that Tennessee would have around international investment. And it became, I think, a reality to us that this could be a game changer for our economy. So the state government back in the late, late 70s, they were already pursuing this and had someone who was focused on that market. Um, and then they had another person that was focused on the European market. So as those gentlemen retired, I entered into and the state's work around international business and was there for about nine years, 10 years, and then moved to the chamber where we are as well, along with being a chamber of commerce and kind of what you think of as a business membership organization, we're also a regional economic development entity. And we focus on the 10 county region around Middle Tennessee. I'm tasked with how do we make this a place where international business thrives? And that's kind of purposely a generic statement. So it's how do we build the relationships that result in foreign direct investment? How do we build the relationships that help our companies that are here do business around the world? How do we make sure people know that Nashville is a dynamic business destination, that it's more than just tourism and, and music and hospitality, which is incredibly important to our brand and our global brand, but we also want people to know that we're the place where for-profit healthcare was discovered, you know, where it was invented, where we're a dynamic economy, where creative people and entrepreneurs thrive. So, you know, how do we spread the word amongst our, our international counterparts? And that's, that's a big part of what I do on a daily basis for the Nashville region. And since we're global Tennessee, there are people like me that are doing this same work. Like I said, um, I know Memphis has a strong international business council. There's uh, the Tennessee China Network, which is based out of Knoxville. There's an international business council in Chattanooga. There's several international chambers of commerce and industry that are located all throughout the state. So um, I'm one of many people that are kind of pushing Tennessee's global profile forward. Well, that's uh, clearly a, uh, an investment in, in time and money and energy that has paid off. I, I think uh, as of last year, there were almost a thousand businesses in Tennessee that were uh, foreign-based uh, headquarters that had uh, investments in, in the state, uh, employing about 150,000 Tennesseans. And, and you're right, that's a message that uh, more people need to understand the importance of international trade investment and, and 
our environment. You know, Pat, we count our jobs on a um, fiscal year count. So uh, July 1 to June 30th. And for the Middle Tennessee region, 45% of the jobs created in this region. Now, that does not take into account jobs like uh, hotel jobs or restaurant jobs. These are our kind of incentivizable jobs. So corporate operations, distribution, advanced manufacturing, um, corporate back office, those jobs, 45% of those were generated through foreign direct investment. That's an incredible piece of the Tennessee economy that unfortunately most people don't uh, understand the importance of, of global trade and investment on, on the prosperity of uh, Tennesseans. Um, we'll, we'll get uh, more into the International Business Council and your role as Vice President of uh, International Affairs at the, the Chamber. Jeff, why don't you talk a little bit about the Center for International Business sure. at Belmont and uh, the things that you bring to uh, the university for your students and, uh, and for the community. Sure. I, um, as I said earlier, I've been here, I believe, 13 years at Belmont. Uh, and just a, a few words about Belmont before talking about the center. Um, in, in the year 2000, Belmont had under 3,000 students. Um, we now have over 8,300 students. So the growth of Belmont had, in some ways is, has actually reflected the growth of Nashville and vice versa. Um, and what brought me here was I saw an increasing focus on internationalization. And in fact, the Dean of the College of Business um, brought me here for that reason to help internationalize the university. Um, if you look at the mission of the university itself, part of that says that students, uh, we're, we're preparing students to in engage and transform the world, which is a very global, um, global perspective. And it's intentional from the university perspective. Then if you look at the college business, which is where I come from, um, part of our mission statement is to prepare students for the dynamic global economy. Again, a, a very global um, centric mission. And so one of the first things we did when, when I came to the Center for International, well, when I came to the College of Business was to, to found in 2009 a Center for International Business. And um, the, there's a number of initiatives uh, some internal, some external. Uh, one of the things we, we do is we internationalize our curriculum. So we try and bring more content into uh, the classroom, both at the undergrad and graduate level. Um, we international, we, we've also, not just our students, but, but trying to internationalize our faculty as well. Um, in addition to that, our um, increasing the number of students studying abroad and building relationships abroad. Um, and then engaging with the community, and that's one of the reasons I'm, um, I'm part of the World Affairs Council and, and, and we've had a partnership is um, if, if Nashville and Middle Tennessee um, does well, then we do well. And um, that's, that's part, again, of what we do. And then the other thing is focusing on, um, on career opportunities for students from an international perspective. Um, so it, we, we grown a lot, we've internationalized a lot, but we also have a long way to go. I think uh, we're one of the, we were one of the first and may still be the only center for international business in the, the region and university that has both a, an international track in the undergrad and grad program, uh, international business. Um, and, and in truth, I think it would be, um, it benefit us all if we, if all of the institutions in the state um, were more focused on internationalization. Well, Belmont certainly has uh, put the uh, 
the challenge down to other universities to, to keep up, especially in areas like uh, study abroad. I, mm -hmm. I think uh, Thelma was recognized as uh, a leader in study abroad in terms of number of students who get study abroad opportunities. We have been recently, uh, it's been tremendous growth over the past few years. Uh, I believe this year we had, just in May and summer, we had over 50 trips led by faculty members. Wow. Uh, we're approaching a thousand students this summer who studied abroad and that's out of 8,000 students. Um, so the, um, the number of students we have going all over the world is, is incredible and faculty. And that's what, um, that, that's one of the things I really like to see is it's not just the students who are um, engaged abroad, it's the faculty as well. Well, that uh, leads us to a, a good uh, segue to uh, tip our hat to Belmont University. Uh, the World Affairs Council has had a very strong relationship with uh, Belmont University. Oh, back, I guess, uh, nine, ten years ago when we brought our first uh, distinguished visiting speaker, I seem to recall, was the ambassador from Kazakhstan. It was. Who, uh, uh, what was the movie that he was? Uh, Borat. Borat, <laughs> yeah. He, he had... Uh, uh, he, he disarmed everyone uh, immediately by, by talking about Borat, which was, was then uh, still kind of a, a big hit in the movies and everybody, when they heard Kazakhstan, that was the first thing. And he, he, uh, he, he laughed along with everybody about the story and then said, let me tell you about the real Kazakhstan. He, he did. We had students sitting on the floor that day. It was so many uh, that turned out for that event. Well, we've, we've been uh, pleased as a World Affairs Council to bring programs to the community, such as ambassadors. Uh, we've had the Russian ambassador, the Czech ambassador, and on and on. And, and Belmont has been a, a fantastic partner with the World Affairs Council, hosting all of these uh, public events and hosting the World Affairs Council, along with our colleagues from the sister cities uh, in a, a lovely office on uh, Compton Avenue. And hopefully our listeners will uh, stop by and, and uh, learn more about the World Affairs Council. Uh, I'll take this uh, moment to remind everyone you're listening to the Global Tennessee Podcast. It's a project of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. I'm Patrick Ryan, and with me today are Jeff Overby and uh, Lori Odom. Uh, Lori, um, you're the Vice President for International Things at the National Area Chamber of Commerce and the Director of the International Business Council. What does that all mean, and what do you do every day? I'll, I'll translate that for you, Pat. Uh, so I sit on our economic development team. So I mentioned that we're a regional economic development entity. I'm looking at all things international in the Nashville region, kind of through the lens of a business perspective. So I work with uh, companies that might be looking to invest here, like a Philips uh, or a, a Nissan, somebody who might be doing uh the parent is in another country, and they might be looking to make an investment in our 10-county region. I work with our consulates that uh, service our area to build relationships and make sure that, as I mentioned, they're aware that Nashville is a business destination, and they come through town. We connect them to our, our business community. I work with delegations who are coming into Nashville to learn more about the region and set up meetings for them and work closely with them. Um, I also work on our, as you mentioned, International Business Council, and that's really our events arm around international business. And we partner quite a bit with the Tennessee World Affairs Council, with the Center for International Business at Belmont, to bring internationally focused business programming to the region. So we'll have uh, a few events that are coming up. We've got um, the North American Director of the Asian Development Bank is going to be in town on September 11th. And we will be interviewing here, him here for our next podcast. It'll be our conversation 
interview uh, person for uh, the next edition of the Global Tennessee podcast. So look forward to that. Yeah, that should be a really interesting conversation. He's going to talk about Asia and how Asia is inserting itself into kind of a, a, a time of, of regional change and a time of global change as the U.S. kind of steps out of some of these leadership roles. What vacuum is that going to leave? How might Asian countries look to fill that? So I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation. And those events are open to the public. Um, they are, uh, we, we do have a, a small admission fee for those to cover the cost. Usually there's a breakfast served or something like that. And there are discounts for those who are either chamber members or members of our partner organizations. Um, it really is minimal for what you get out of, out of the meeting. And anybody interested can link to that uh, RSVP through our website, tnwac.org. Uh, we're a, a collaborator with you on promoting that, uh, that event. Yeah, that please do. Yeah, Look at that and, and don't be intimidated if you're just interested, but don't feel like you're doing business in Asia. Am I the right person to be there? Everyone's the right person to be there. Um, this is really about just spreading people's... Um, just opening their minds and getting them to, to know more about what's happening in the world. Um, much like the World Affairs Council, these are um, events that are put on. You can make up your own decisions. We're just providing the programming and the platform so you can learn a little bit more of a different perspective of mm -hmm. what's happening than you might hear on the news or you might get just in your um, base of contacts that you work with. Well, certainly Asian trade and investment, if, you, if we look back at the the numbers and uh, the uh, the facts that you cited uh, earlier about foreign-based businesses uh, clearly in the last year the uh, there's been turmoil in the U.S. relationship with with some of those countries as far as tariffs and trade. Um, the TPP, which was negotiated for many years, was set aside. So this this will be a a timely and important uh, conversation. Yeah, it definitely will. And we see more investment now. You know, we continually see reinvestment through our Japanese-owned uh, companies that are here. We've seen new investment um, clustering in the Clarksville area uh, from South Korea. A lot of that connected to LG that uh, just announced their first um, uh, washing machine is what they'll they'll be building there, and also Hankook Tire which has about 1,600 people manufacturing tires. So we've seen much more uh, significant Korean investment and also uh, Chinese investment over the last few years. So uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time and I think good timing for his conversation. We've got um, also coming up um, a, a cocktail reception with members of the uh, Holland Distribution um, Trade Organization. So several of them, uh, the Port of Rotterdam, um, several other distribution entities that are that are in uh, the Netherlands will be in town, and there's some opportunities to connect with those folks in early October. If you sign up for our International Business Council newsletter, you can uh, get all of that information, and you can just uh, Google Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce International Business Council, and it'll take you to that. Great, great. Again, this is the uh, Global Tennessee uh, podcast brought to you by the Tennessee World Affairs Council along with the National Area Chamber of Commerce International Business Council and the Belmont University Center for International Business. And we're talking with the, uh, the directors of, of those efforts, uh, Jeff Overby and uh, Lori Odom. And we're, uh, we're rapidly reaching the end of our roundtable uh, portion of our inaugural podcast. Uh, but let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, your interest and in, in what you do with the World Affairs Council. 
of the things that uh, you would like others to know about that the World Affairs Council brings to the community. Uh, it's not just uh, the occasional ambassador, but uh, there are a number of programs. Is there anything that the World Affairs Council does uh, that you'd like, especially uh, for people to know? Jeff, you want, you want to take that first? Well, I, I think the speaking events, the, um, the town halls, the global dialogues um, are, are just so impactful. And from an, from an international business perspective, um, we, we have something we call a global mindset. And we actually uh, assess our students on a concept called global mindset. And, and these are business students. But part of that is they shouldn't just know about what's happening um, in, the, in the business world. They should be knowing uh, in their future careers what's happening politically, culturally, economically, um, and build skills, psychological, social, cult cross-cultural skills, in addition to just understanding the tools of international business. And to me, that's one of the, the great things about the World Affairs Council is the speakers and the events you bring in um, give the audience, the students, the community, a much broader perspective than just focusing on business or just focusing on politics or, or um, um, military issues around the world. It's, it's very broad. And the truth is that's the skill sets that, that employers are looking for. We're hearing this regularly that they need employees who are globally minded. Uh, and and can discuss and and take into account changes around the world and how that's going to impact upon a business or an organization. And so it is. It's way beyond just business. And that's um, that's one of the great things about World Affairs Council is it's it's broadening minds and opening minds um, about so many things for uh, for everyone who's in the audience and, and everything you do. Well, that's that's a great point. And Belmont is certainly uh, far out in front of many others. In, uh, in leading that effort. And, and we're reminded that uh, most Americans understand that uh, the average American's appreciation of what's going on in the world is probably not up to snuff, uh, commensurate with their, their duties as, as good citizens to know when they go to the ballot uh, box or uh, have a conversation in their communities, uh, they need to know more of what's going on. And, and uh, other than the anecdotal uh, evidence, there's uh, empirical data, the National Geographic uh, Society and the Council on Foreign Relations two years ago did a survey of 18 to 24 year olds and only 20, 29% of that uh, survey group could pass a basic test on international affairs. So uh, the World Affairs Council definitely has uh, its its work uh, cut out for it. Lori, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the World Affairs Council and what it brings to the community? You know, I think uh, I agree with everything Jeff just said. It, to be an informed citizen in today's day and age as the world is becoming a more complex place and we're hearing every day about a, an issue or a battle that's happening with whether it's the European Union on trade or it's Mexico or Canada. And, and these are things that you might not realize impact you, but they impact you. I'm from small rural Tennessee and I can tell you that these trade rules will impact the people that I love that live in Smithville, Tennessee. So it's important to just understand what's happening and to, to hear a different perspective than what you may be thinking. Uh, I go to these events, I think as Jeff mentioned, several of these are free. 
The global dialogues are outstanding. The town hall sessions are, are amazing. And to be able to hear these world-class speakers in a really intimate environment, to be able to ask them questions and to understand what they've seen in the world is just, it's, it's life-changing. And I, I, I never go to one of these events and I talk about it, or if I talk about it after I've been, and, and my friends will say, oh my gosh, that sounds so interesting. Why, why didn't I know about that? because you've got to sign up for the newsletter. I mean, it is, it's just important. And if anyone's listening to this that is a student that might be interested in international business, Jeff's completely right. Um, the last thing someone who, who really takes part in international business wants to hear from a perspective as an employee is, I love to travel. Because mm -hmm. that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. So you have to show that you've got a passion for other cultures for learning about the world, that you you understand what's happening in the world and that you are staying informed and that you are curious about maintaining it. It's about so much more than just a love of travel. While that's important, that's not really what we're talking about when we're talking about kind of global fluency and global interaction. That's a piece of it, but it's so much larger. To be sure. Well, we're uh, at the end of our time for the roundtable segment of the Global Tennessee podcast, our inaugural edition. And I'd like to thank uh, Larry Odom and uh, Jeff Overby for being with us today. Uh, any uh, last thoughts on uh, the Global Tennessee podcast, what uh, listeners can look forward to in the, uh, the coming uh, weeks and months? And, and hopefully you guys will be back as uh, regular uh, co-hosts and uh, contribute to to uh, what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, if, it, if it's anything like the rest of your events, it's going to be uh, an exciting year uh, with the podcast. And let me echo um, what Lori said. It, this is so important for every, every person within our society that we think about these issues and understand these issues. And, um, and that's what the World Affairs Council does. That's what these podcasts will will do with, and that's what your events will do with. So um, as Lori said, sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, sign up for the newsletters, get engaged, get involved. Um, it'll change your life. And for the listeners who are not familiar with the website, it's uh, tnwac.org, and you'll find calendar of events, newsletter sign up, and everything else you need to become more globally literate. Well, that's it for uh, the inaugural roundtable of the Tennessee Global Tennessee podcast. Uh, don't go away. It's time for a short break and we'll be back with today's conversation. Uh, we'll be talking with Jim Shepard. He's the chairman of the World Affairs Council, former chairman of the International Business Council of the National Area Chamber of Commerce, and former president of Carlex. We'll have more in just a minute. You're listening to Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council. We invite you to share your thoughts with us in email, info at tnwac.org. You can subscribe to the World Affairs Council newsletter on the website tnwac.org. And you can like us on Facebook at Tennessee WAC, as well as follow us on Twitter at TNWAC. Don't forget to tell your friends about Global Tennessee and the World Affairs Council. This podcast and other educational programs from the World Affairs Council are supported by you and our sponsors. Are you interested in supporting global affairs awareness in your community? Visit tnwac.org for more information. Welcome back to our conversation segment of the Global Tennessee Podcast. 
This is our episode 001, and in this inaugural edition, we're setting the stage for this project, which will bring you news, analysis, and commentary about international issues and developments that impact our communities. I'm Patrick Ryan. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Jim Shepard, Chairman of the World Affairs Council, former Chair of the International Business Council at the National Area Chamber, and former President of Carlex, a global corporation providing glass products to the automotive industry based in Nashville. Jim retired last year. Uh, Jim Shepard, welcome to Global Tennessee, and thank you for your service as Chair of the World Affairs Council. Well, thank you, Pat, for the opportunity to be part of the World Affairs Council and for the, uh, the kind introduction. Uh, this uh, inaugural Global Tennessee podcast is uh, a get acquainted session for our listeners. So let's talk about your career in leading a major international business and how, uh, how you got connected to the World Affairs Council. I spent most of my career in various glass businesses, a lot of it in the automotive glass business. And as such, I uh, spent a lot of time working around the world. As many of you know, the automotive industry is truly a global industry. And to participate in that industry, one needs to, to be where the action is. So I'd spent quite a bit of time uh, living and working outside of the U.S. It stimulated my interest in global events and uh, gave me the beginning of an understanding of how those events impact us back here in Tennessee. And if I retired from Carlex, I wanted to continue to, to learn and grow in, in this area. And the World Affairs Council certainly is an opportunity to do so. Well, we're, we're certainly uh, blessed to have you as chairman of the World Affairs Council. Uh, we've uh, moved uh, along in our progress, and, and uh, definitely having your leadership as chairman of the board uh, is uh, a good indication of where the, the council is going in, in service to the community. Can you talk a little bit about the things that uh, you've uh, been involved with in the World Affairs Council that, that are of interest to you in, in terms of the, the programs and uh, uh, things that we bring to the community? Sure, I'd be glad to. Uh, I think the, if we look at what the World Affairs Council is doing, we're, we're trying to educate uh, the citizens and residents of Tennessee on global events. And we're focused on high school students, college students, and the population as a whole. Our programming is, is wide and diverse and, and many times targeted to one of our key constituents. And the quality of the programming and the experiences and knowledge of our speakers is simply outstanding. Uh, every single event we've had, I found to be spectacular. And it, I've walked away learning a lot more than I thought I knew going into it. So it was extremely interesting and beneficial. And I think I might like to just do, uh, remind our audience of the mission of the World Affairs Council, which is... Uh, to promote international awareness, understanding, and connections to enhance the region's global stature and to prepare Tennesseans to thrive in our increasingly complex and connected world. Now that's uh, certainly a, uh, an important mission for an organization uh, to take up in Tennessee. And, and uh, as, as you know, there had not been a World Affairs Council or any similar organizations uh, that perform the function of, of increasing global literacy in the community. And I think it's uh, especially important at uh, times like uh, the current uh, situation for Tennessee and, and our interest in uh, being part of the, the global trade investment community and looking at uh, uh, the current global politics in terms of trade and tariffs and the impact on, 
on Tennesseans and, and why it's important for especially informed citizenry uh, uh, as we look at the upcoming elections to understand some of these issues. Uh, I know you're you're uh, very familiar with the impact of trade investment and uh, international business, um, and uh, you were very familiar through your role as chairman of the International Business Council with the importance to Tennessee of, of our global connections uh, here in uh, Middle Tennessee and, and across the state. Any anything that um, in your experience as as a, uh, a president of a, a major corporation operating in the global landscape and also as a chair of the International Business Council that uh, you find relevant to the work that the council is doing? Well, maybe just remind uh, everyone how significant uh, the presence foreign-based companies are to the economic success of Tennessee. We have a total of 967 foreign-based businesses operating in Tennessee today. Those companies employ 147,000 Tennesseans. Those companies have invested over $37 billion in capital in the state of Tennessee. So uh, the role of, of foreign-based companies is extremely important for the economic success of Tennessee. And I think it also demonstrates the value and the need for all Tennesseans to have an understanding of what's happening around the world because it will impact us one way or another. And uh, the programs that uh, the World Affairs Council is uh, involved in are more than just uh, business and, and economics, uh, but uh, contribute also to citizens having a, a greater understanding of national security affairs and cultural and uh, other interests in, in world affairs. Uh, can, you, can you address some of those things that are important to the community? Sure, absolutely. I think everybody understands that the, the political environment, the security environment, and the business environment are all interrelated. And one needs to have a, a good foundational understanding of what's happening uh, from a political standpoint to really understand how that's impacting us back here or how it may impact us back here into the future. Uh, the U.S. position in the world is uh, very significant but we're not the only country in the world and we need to have an understanding of what's happening in other countries and understand the interrelationships back and forth politically and otherwise in order to, to really understand what's happening and how it's impacting us. In terms of uh, interest among corporate uh, sponsors uh, or corporate uh, uh, leaders in, in our community uh, here in Middle Tennessee and across the state, uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the value added that uh, the World Affairs Council, and, and you can speak from your experience as uh, president of a, a major corporation, uh, the kinds of things that corporations might be interested in getting involved with the World Affairs Council as, as sponsors and underwriters and participants in some of our programs. For example, we have Senator Bob Corker, uh, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and retiring U.S. Senator will be with us on October 31st for luncheon. Uh, but we have um, ambassadors and scholars and military leaders and, and diplomats, uh, foreign ambassadors uh, in our uh, town hall sessions during the year. Can you uh, address to them what, uh, what should be of interest to them in terms of getting involved in the World Affairs Council? Well, it's a continuation of our, our core mission to educate the population as a whole of what's happening outside of the U.S. 
uh, be it political issues, security issues, or business issues, and how those events are impacting us back here. So for companies that are not based in the U.S. but are operating in the U.S., they're going to make certain decisions based on what experiences they've had in their home country as well as, as, well as other parts of the world. And the more we understand of what's driving the thinking of those companies, the better off we're going to be in performing our jobs on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I'd just like to remind uh, our listeners that uh, they're listening to the Global Tennessee Podcast, a project of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. I'm Patrick Ryan, and with me today in our conversation segment is Jim Shepard, uh, chairman of the board of uh, the World Affairs Council. Uh, Jim, we, we uh, have worked with uh, a number of organizations in the community, and earlier in uh, this podcast, we talked with uh, Lori Odom from the Nashville uh, Area Chamber of Commerce. She's VP of International Affairs and director of the International Business Council, and Jeff Overby from uh, Belmont University. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, the World Affairs Council involvement with uh, other organizations and business entities and, and uh, academic institutions in, in town and, and what you see as uh, uh, the attraction of uh, becoming partners with the World Affairs Council in, in uh, global related events uh, across the board? Certainly. Uh, there are a number of, of organizations in Tennessee that are, are related to the, the general topic of global events, be they business, political, or otherwise. Uh, each of those organizations has their core mission. And what we're trying to do is educate the population on a very wide variety of topics. Uh, some of those are going to be of, of great interest to members of the National Chamber International Business Council. Some of those are going to be more academic in nature, uh, and some of those are going to be uh, more military or, or uh, geopolitical in nature. So there's a, a broad range of people, and there are lots of different organizations in Tennessee all trying to get at these different aspects of global events. And what we're trying to do with the World Affairs Council is amplify that message and send it to as many people as we possibly can and partnering with these other organizations that gives us the opportunity to expand the programming of those organizations to all the members of the Tennessee World Affairs Council. Uh, today's uh, podcast, we talked a lot in our first uh, segment, the roundtable, about uh, business-related activities, especially since uh, our guests were both in, involved so much in uh, business ed- education and in uh, community development of uh, economic interests, uh, but uh, the council is also involved in education outreach, uh, especially a, a couple of programs that we do with high schools across the state. Uh, what, what's your uh, perspective on uh, how those uh, education programs like WorldQuest and some of the other activities are impacting uh, the global literacy of, of the next generation? Uh, I'll give you an example. Since I, I became chairman a little over a year ago, I wanted to get a little bit more involved and have a deeper understanding of WorldQuest. And as part of that, uh, I spent a little bit of time understanding how the program works and understanding the motivation that it's providing to the students to learn more. And as part of that, we had a visitor, a speaker, Nancy Lindborg from the United States Institute of Peace here last year. And she went to uh, a couple of high schools in the Nashville area, and I, I attended a few of those sessions. In fact, Hume Fogg, one of the schools we went to, won the Tennessee World Affairs 
uh, or the World Quest competition uh, earlier this year. But watching the students interacting with Nancy and the questions the students had, the depth of the knowledge the students had, I found it very refreshing and very stimulating. I was very, very impressed with, with all the students, their knowledge of what was happening, and, and probably more importantly, their thirst for learning more. And based on the questions that they asked, they clearly had a pretty good grasp of what was going on. Uh, to me, that was very rewarding. Well, it's, uh, that's a great example, and, and uh, it reminds me that uh, early in uh, the organization of, of the World Affairs Council, we brought in a, uh, a senior American diplomat, a retired uh, diplomat who had never been, uh, he had presented to many audiences and even uh, uh, served as visiting uh, guest professor at, at a number of uh, institutions of higher uh, education, had never been in a, a high school environment and it was an assembly uh, at a school, I think it was the Martin Luther King Jr. Magnet School here in Nashville. And he was uh, amazed at uh, the interest and, and reception that he received, and as, as you mentioned, the quality of, of the questions, and just uh, sort of the, the came away with a, a, a sparkle uh, of uh, enthusiasm for uh, the programs and, and how we do uh, uh, reach out to uh, the high school level uh, students. Uh, and anything else uh, about the uh, the programs, education outreach, or community outreach that, yeah, well, as, as chairman, you're uh, especially enthusiastic about? I think one of our other uh, continuing programs that, that I find pretty interesting is for the college age uh, group. We have a, a program of, uh, where we bring a panel together to talk about career opportunities in the international arena. And we bring, this is open to all college students and the Nashville area, and we bring a panel together of people who may have worked in the Peace Corps, in business, in military, in foreign service, a variety of different opportunities in different career paths, and the, the panel members spend a little bit of time talking about their experiences, how they got to where they were in their career, and provided an opportunity then for students to ask questions and help those students understand and think through what is it they want to do in their careers and by tapping into the experiences of all these people you can almost see the wheels turning in, in, in the students heads as they're thinking about the possibilities for themselves yeah you're listening to the global tennessee podcast the project of the tennessee world affairs council i'm patrick ryan and with me today in our conversation segment is uh, jim shepherd chairman of the board of the world affairs council uh, Jim, we're, uh, we're coming to a, a close here in, in our first podcast of the uh, Global Tennessee Project, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking with you on, on many more occasions, uh, both in our roundtable and in future conversation segments. Uh, anything that, uh, any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners today? No, I, I, other than encouraging everyone to, to take advantage of the program that we have, it is truly spectacular. It will give everyone an opportunity to, to think with a, a basis of facts and will help us achieve our vision, which is a well-informed community that thinks critically about the world and the impact of global events. Well, thanks so much for that. I'd like to thank Jim Shepard for being with us today for our conversation segment and in our roundtable. Uh, we talked with Lori Odom of the International Business Council 
at the National Area Chamber of Commerce and Professor Jeff Overby of Belmont University Center for International Business. Uh, we'd like to thank them for helping us launch this podcast and a reminder to our listeners that you can get more information about the World Affairs Council at tnwac.org. That's tnwac.org. So thank you for joining us for this inaugural uh, version of our Tennessee Global Tennessee podcast, and we look forward to bringing you our next uh, podcast in two weeks. Thanks, and have a great day. This has been Global Tennessee from the World Affairs Council in cooperation with the Center for International Business at Belmont University and the International Business Council of the Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce. The executive producer of Global Tennessee is Patrick Ryan, senior producer Logan Monday, technical advisor Bill Ryan. And the voice of Global Tennessee, as well as the Penn Jones Conspiracy, I'm Benjamin Olson. Visit tnwac.org slash podcast for more information.